Have you ever looked up the five minute crafts on YouTube? They are ridiculous. Also, why don't you just have a mattress pump? If you have an air mattress, where is your mattress pump? It's $5 at Walmart. I will buy you one, okay? It's ridiculous. And they, they hurt me a little bit to watch those. But we are wrapping up our life hack series where every week we have been learning about a new life hack. Something that will help us in our lives, something that will help us as we get older, that will just make our lives a little bit easier. So far we have learned about loyalty and kindness. Those are good things, we like those. We have also learned about how to shut your mouth. It's a hard one for me, not gonna lie still. And then we also learned about admitting when we are wrong and apologizing. A little bit of a struggle for me still, okay? And then tonight we are going to be learning about the life hack on how to be teachable. Now if you don't know what it means to be teachable, it is someone who is willing to be taught and is eager to learn. Now let me tell you, I am the most teachable person you have ever met in your entire life. And if you ask my boss, she will tell you I am a work in progress to be honest, okay? I struggle a little bit with learning to be teachable because I don't know about you, but I like to be right. And I don't really like to be wrong. And to be a teachable person, you have to be able to admit when you've messed up. And um, I'm just not that kind of gal yet, but I will be. And so before my husband and I got married, he thought it would be a great idea on like our third date to teach me how to ride a dirt bike, okay? I don't know why and how he actually asked to marry me after our encounters with dirt bikes, okay? But my husband is an excellent dirt bike rider. He has been riding dirt bikes for about 20 years and he's good, okay? And I don't just mean like sympathy, he's good, like when your mom is like, oh yeah, my daughter's the best on the volleyball team, but you're probably not. Okay, I'm talking about my husband, I will say proudly, is like one of the best dirt bikers I have ever seen. He can do that like cool Superman trick. I don't know if it's actually called that, but when you hit a jump and then you grab your bikes and your legs are like, wee! Okay, he can do that, he can hit jumps. I've also seen him one time, he was trying to impress me on the same dirt bike day that he was trying to teach me how to ride dirt bikes, he biffed it so hard. He hit this jump, he got like 15 feet in the air, and then I didn't see him for 15 minutes. And I was like, I'm not confident to ride out of here. I have no idea what to do. But other than that, Casey is a very good dirt bike rider, okay? Keep that in your brain. I, on the other hand, this was my very first time ever riding a dirt bike. There was a little bit of fighting, but nothing too crazy, okay? We're married, we ended up getting married. And um, a couple times we've been riding dirt bikes and all that stuff, and nobody's gotten hurt so far. Nothing bad has happened. And um, this one time we're like sitting around and we're like, it would be a great day to go ride dirt bikes. So we load up the bikes and we head to the desert. And um, a little side note, if I'm not wearing my glasses, I am legally blind, like, I can't see. And somehow in my brain, I always think it is the best idea to do extreme sports without my glasses. Why? I don't know. I like to live on the edge a little bit, okay? I don't know. But also they can't fit underneath my helmet, so. Helmet or glasses, right? 
no glasses, of course. And so every time we go dirt biking, Casey always rides in front of me because legally blind. And we're about 10 minutes into this ride and we're coming up on something called a goalie, which is basically like an empty ditch. So you just have to cross over it. And it's kind of a big hill. Like I can see without my glasses. So it's gotta be a little bit of a big hill. And I all of a sudden see him with what looks like waving at me. And I'm like, oh, hi sweetie, hey, yeah. So fun, good job. And um, it turns out he wasn't, he wasn't waving. He was doing this, which means slow down. And um, y'all, I had two, two choices to make in this moment. Choice one was to listen to my very wise husband who knows everything about dirt biking while I know absolutely nothing about dirt biking. I'm too scared to get past third gear. And he was trying to tell me slow down or number two was send it. I mean, what do you think I'm gonna do, okay? I just sent it! And I hit this goalie so hard. I didn't fall. I, I did break something. Um, my, I managed to like smash my wrist so hard into my handlebars that I ended up breaking my wrist. But I think the worst part was my pride got a little bruised that day, okay? My arm was fine, I rode on it another three hours, but my pride, that hurt me, okay? And what had happened was I chose in that moment to not listen to somebody who is more wise than I am. I chose not to follow the teachable route, and I actually chose to be unteachable. I did not listen to him because I thought I was the best at dirt biking. That was a lie, okay? And the Lord humbled me very, very quickly with a bruised ego and a broken wrist. Now, before we move on to how to become teachable, we kind of need to take a step back and we need to recognize areas in our lives that maybe we're not teachable in, okay? Areas that we're un teachable, areas that maybe we're not willing to listen, that we're not willing to get advice, areas that we think we know the best. I like to call them blind spots. And all of us have blind spots, but that's okay because teachability is something you can always get better in. It's something that all of us are getting better in on staff. It's something that you can grow into. It's a skill or a life hack that you can develop yourself. And so a couple blind spots we need to be looking out for is if we're struggling with maybe trying to be teachable is when was the last time you were wrong? And if you think in your mind, <laughs> well, I'm never wrong, blind spot, okay? Maybe we don't wanna admit when we're wrong so that we don't have to like face what people are gonna say to us, okay? So we don't have to face embarrassment. And so maybe when we know that we're wrong, we will have every excuse. Why were you late? Oh, I got a flat tire. That's a lie. Just admit that you were late, okay? We will make excuses of why we are not wrong. I did this today, okay? The staff and I, we were going to lunch and um, turns out, I might have been in the wrong. And this is the first time I'm admitting it and I can hear Sean giggling back there. Um, so we were going to lunch and there's a show that we all watch and there's a phrase from this show that turns out I have been saying wrong my entire life for like 10 years. And uh, Sean looked at me and he went, what did you just say? 
And he's like, that's not how you say that at all. And I was like, oh, I have an accent. I, I don't have an accent. I'm not from anywhere but the United States, okay? I was so embarrassed to be wrong and I was so embarrassed to admit that I was wrong. I was very wrong, okay? Another blind spot we might have that we need to look out for is thinking that we already know everything, okay? Maybe we don't wanna see a situation from another perspective because we think we already have the answer. We don't wanna ask questions because our answer is already the correct one. We might convince ourselves that we are right no matter what anybody else says and we are not going to change our mind. Another blind spot we need to look at is are we getting offended when we're wrong? Okay, if someone corrects you, maybe a coach or your boss or your mom or your dad, how do you, cor- how do you react to that correction? Are you willing to hear them out or listen or do you immediately put walls up? Are you immediately defensive? Are you immediately picking up an offense? If we're unteachable, we might even be thinking that this sermon is for somebody else and I could tell you who that somebody else is, it's not for me might be a little blind spot of unteachability. Now, unteach- being unteachable might also look a little something like this. <sighs> such a nice house. I have such a good life. If only my son were just a better son. You're 45 minutes late for curfew. What are you doing? <sighs> no, I'm not. You said 10 p.m.-ish. Why would I say 10-ish? I am a good parent. A bad parent would say 10-ish, but I'm a good parent, you freaking dill hole. Listen, I don't know why you say the things that you say all the time. You always say stuff to me that doesn't make any sense at all. Like be home at 10 p.m.? You said 10-ish. I am trying to protect you. I am trying to keep you safe. And you never listen to me. You never take me seriously. And you are grounded, young man. Grounded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? I wasn't listening. Oh my goodness. Anyways, it doesn't matter because you said 10 p.m.-ish. I was home in the driveway, in my car, with my seatbelt on, listening to Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo because I'm sad. And I was home at 10 p.m.-ish, so I'm not wrong. You're wrong. I'm not grounded. We'll just see what your father has to say about that. I don't... I don't. You having trouble there, buddy? No. Okay, well, uh, if I were you and I was trying to tie my shoes like you were doing, I would, I would take a couple, uh, I would take these little, these loops here and I would make two rabbit ears. No, I don't. Why rabbit ears? Well, because they look like rabbit ears. You see how they look? No, they don't look, look like, like rabbit little... ears. I don't trust rabbits. They're, they have the pointy teeth. Okay, well, let's say dog ears then. No. Nope. Don't like dogs either. They'll okay. come after you. For okay, sure. you make loops. Why don't I just like? Why would I do that? Because that's how you do it. What? Tie your shoes. This is how you tie your shoes. Ready? Loop, swoop, and pull. Loop, swoop, and why don't I just tie a bunch of knots between the strings so that they don't get untied? If I just tie a bunch of knots in them, and then I just go like this, and it's rather easy. I mean, you could do that if yes. you if See, you. Look. If, yep. Done. Nice. No, you go right on ahead. You do your thing. No problem, okay. You do you. <laughs> wow, all right.
So anyway, I'm thinking about getting like this sick lifted truck. Uh, it's super cool. Uh, it's, good. it's like a GMC 2500 diesel, okay? And when you gun it, it goes like a jet engine. It is the coolest. It I love it so much. It's at this sketchy dealership down North Avenue. Totally gonna get it. Yeah, that's actually a really bad idea. Um, you don't have insurance. You don't have a job. And you don't have a license. Also, like, gas is $6 a gallon right now. And you have to park that thing in the school parking lot, okay? I've seen you ride a bike. It's not pretty. This is just a bad idea. Just don't even go there. But I want a truck that goes... Don't. I want a truck that goes... Don't do it. Don't do it, man. Don't. Don't. Don't do it. Oh, my gosh. Sign me up, baby. Champion, my friends, bam, 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 and I'll keep on fighting till the end. Bam, bam, <clears throat> hey, cause hey. I am the champion. I am the champion. Okay, for no real. No time for losing. Dude, what? That was the wrong end zone, you meathead. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Order, class. Order, order, order. I'm class. We're reviewing the solar system today, and uh, we have much to discuss about the solar system. Much to say. Where's my class? Coming. <laughs> Here. Okay. You know we've been reviewing all of the planets. So what is the planet that is closest to Neptune, Jimmy? Your mom. No, that is not the correct answer. It's not your mom, and I asked Jimmy. What? She is a gas giant. <laughs> Linda, it's not that. Don't make fun of my mom. It's not. She's not a gas giant, but it is Uranus. That is the correct answer. Yes, that's it. <laughs> What's so funny? What's so funny? I don't know. I have no idea why he's laughing. I don't get it. I don't, it's just a planet. It's, it's just Uranus. A... I don't get it. <laughs> okay. I think sometimes we think it might be easier to be unteachable. I think sometimes it's hard for us to say, well, yeah, then I have to change. Then I have to not be wrong all the time. Then I have to admit that I'm right. And I think sometimes we like to keep our distance from people, right? We would rather be unteachable because if we can just keep people at arm's length, then maybe they're not going to let us down. If I ask somebody for advice, then what if they give me the wrong advice? So instead, I'm just not going to speak up. Instead, I'm just going to think that I am right all the time. But this isn't how God created us. 
See, God created us to love people, to be in community with other people, to have advice from other believers, to bring people into our lives. That's how God created us. And if you want to live the life that God designed for you, then you best learn how to be teachable. Now, there's a couple things we can do to become teachable. And the first one is you got to leave your pride at the door. Okay, I'm speaking to myself right now. Okay, because that day dirt biking, my pride did get wounded and it's still hurting a little bit. And that was like three years ago. Now pride keeps us from being vulnerable with other people, with other people. It keeps us from opening up with other people to letting other people in. We don't want to do that. It's us thinking that we are more important than somebody else. Pride can make us feel full of ourselves, that we don't have any room for God's love, for God's grace, for God's mercy, for other people to be let in. Pride can harden our hearts to want to just shut the door on people, to just say, you stay on the outside. See, pride plateaus us in learning, but a teachable heart continues to grow us in truth and in wisdom and in understanding. Leaving Our pride at the door means we have to be able to admit when we're wrong. We have to be able to admit when we've made a mistake, when we have been in the wrong, and when we have not been correct. And that is hard to do, but it is worth it, right? If you want to become teachable, if you want to develop a life hack of teachability, which plot twist, you're going to need that through your whole life. You got to learn to leave your pride at the door. Proverbs eleven twelve 12 says, when you act with presumption, convinced that you're right, don't be surprised if you fall flat on your face. Don't be surprised when you break your wrist dirt biking because you thought you knew better. But walking in humility helps you to make wise decisions. Leaving our pride at the door means we are acknowledging we need God's help. We need him every single day. When we leave our pride at the door, we are saying, God, I just need your help. And I need other people in my life to help me, to give me advice. We need other people to teach us things. Life is hard enough. And there's a lot more people who have lived on this planet a lot longer than you. And they want to give you advice. But if we let pride in our hearts, we're not going to want to listen to it. And that is going to be damaging to us. The next thing we have to do along with leaving our pride at the door is we have to learn to listen. Ooh, I don't know if you know this about me, but I am a talker. Okay, yeah, she said, we know, okay. I could talk and talk and talk and talk about anything and everything. I talked my husband's ear off for four hours going to Denver. You know what he said? Wow, okay. Cool. Okay, good man. All right. But we have to learn to listen. We need help every day. Along with that, there are so many things that we do not know. So many things that we need advice. So many things that we need to learn. And if we just spend all of our time talking, how are we going to hear that advice? How are we going to hear what that person has to say to us? I have to make the conscious decision every day when I ask somebody for advice, I need to stop talking. But I not only need to stop talking, I need to listen. That means I'm not thinking about the next thing that I'm going to say after they're done talking. 
That's not listening, right? We not only need to stop talking with our mouths, but we also need to listen. James 1.19 says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. You can learn to listen by learning to know you don't have to say every thought that comes into your mind. You don't. It's really good just to shut that mouth sometimes, okay? The next thing we need to do to be teachable is be able to accept correction. We all mess up. We're all going to mess up. Maybe you got in trouble already for not taking out the trash. Maybe you got in trouble because you came in past curfew or because you were caught lying. Maybe you got in trouble from your job. We are going to get in trouble. It's inevitable. But it's up to us on how, when we are corrected, how we are responding. Are we responding by shutting down and getting angry? Are we, are we thinking, this is dumb. I didn't even mess up that bad, okay? If you knew what the other person did, you wouldn't be having this conversation with me. Are we gonna get defensive? Are we gonna throw ourselves a pity party? When we are confronted and needing to be corrected, we have to remember that it's because somebody loves you enough to say something. That somebody loves you enough to point out where you have messed up and somebody loves you enough to say, I don't want to just leave you in your failure, but I want to help you get better. Not all correction has to be bad correction. Sometimes somebody is correcting us because they care about us, because they deeply want the best for us. Like God has put coaches and parents and teachers and pastors in your life who love you who care about you, who want the absolute best for you. So if somebody is telling you something, it is often because we love you the most and we want you to get better and we want you to grow. You don't know how many hard conversations I have had to, had, had to have in my life because I've messed up or because I've just needed corrected where somebody pointed out something in me that was not very good but it was not out of a place of anger. It wasn't out of a place because they were mad at me. It was all out of a place of love. Hebrews 12, 11 says, no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful, that's the truth. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. I actually heard this story um, just yesterday that my boss told me, and she said she knows this kid that every time he gets corrected, every time he does something wrong, every time he has messed up, you know what he says? Thank you. Okay. I don't know how to get to that point, right? Thank you. Thank you for showing me where I've messed up. Thank you for showing me where I need help. Thank you for pointing out something in me that I can get better in. Thank you. Being corrected is coming from a place of love. Remember that. Remember that if you have to have those corrective conversations, be teachable in that moment. Let go of anger. Let go of the wall that you've put up. Let go of offenses and say, this person loves me. This person cares about me. This person wants what's best for me. To be teachable is a life skill that we can grow into. So if you look back in your blind spots and you say, man, I'm not quite there yet, but I wanna get better, you can start now, 
right? I'm still learning. Blue team's still learning. You're still learning. You can become teachable. Just remember, leave your pride at the door. Learn to listen and accept correction. Let's go ahead and pray. Jesus, we love you so much, and we thank you that this is something that we can grow into. We thank you that just because maybe we have one blind spot doesn't mean that we are unteachable. It just means that we have room for growth. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just show us an area in our lives that we can become more teachable in, whether we need to listen or whether we need to leave our pride at the door or whether we just need to accept some correction that somebody has told us, Lord, I pray that you would just soften our hearts through it and we would just keep growing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.